Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. My job was to sit there and not look at him while he worked. Gonzo, the Coast Guard years. Key West, episode nine. Fire watch and tobacco. It shouldn't come as any shock to any of you that my recollection regarding the order of some of these events is a bit off, so to speak. Nothing else. It's an indicator just how long ago all this really was. So in addition to shipyards looking like a mess most of the time, one of the things that was also a constant presence were the shipyard workers. They all wore hard hats, and we had to wear hard hats too when we were um, running about uh, outside um, the, the interior of the ship. The hard hats and the clothes that the shipyard workers wore also served as, as, as a way to like determine what their jobs were. Not, not in all cases, it, w- it wasn't always so simple. But particularly, though, uh, there was one group that you could almost always tell what their job was by what they wore. And I'm talking about the welders. Now, the welders were kind of a special sort of group. Um, they wore special welder jackets and they always seemed to be the most focused people. I mean, by focus, they pretty much ignored everybody uh, if you weren't a welder. So I think it was kind of a big deal to be a welder in the shipyards. Anyway, so I got to work with some of the welders and by work, uh, um, you know, that, that, that's really not what I did. Uh, but the job that I had Apparently, it was like a really important sort of role during this whole shipbuilding stuff. So to date, you've heard me like whine and complain about not doing seamanship shit. I mean, that is still a tongue twister. And I must have said that like a thousand times in, in previous episodes. So one day after like, you know, taking the wild, wild west bus from the barracks down to the shipyard and after morning muster, the BM3 or the BM2, I remember which one, uh, came up to me to let me know what my fun duties of the day were going to be. So I followed one of those dudes um, through the ship, and the ship was kind of a mess too at this point. And like um, pretty much my, the first part of my Coast Guard career, I really wasn't paying too much attention to where I was going. I was more interested in being able to put one foot in front of the other. Now you're thinking, well, why is that such a big deal? One foot in front of the other. You've been able to do that since you could walk. Well, you're thinking that, but I'm sure you're thinking that because you never got to wear boondockers. 
Boondockers essentially are these big black steel-toed boots. And if you change the soles of the boots out, they would like be a totally different kind of shoe. If you like, you know, put like, you know, like Doc Martin soles on them, like, um, or those Goodyear sort of soles on them, and you wore them with a pair of jeans and you rolled them up a little bit, the jeans that is, throw on a flannel shirt, you'd look like something from like, you know, the grunge industry or the, uh, you'd look like you were um, in a grunge rock band, which is totally cool because I'm a huge grunge fan today. Music that is. So it's cool. I like it. It was, it would have been a good look for me. Um, but anyway, I, 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 I hated wearing boondockers. Uh, They were real pain in the ass. For those of you who don't know, grunge music is something that started like in the late eighties and went through, um, the early mid nineties. Ask your parents if you were born after the late 80s or early 90s. You probably have no idea what grunge music is, but you should totally go check it out. So boondockers, to say the least, took a while to learn to walk in. Uh, I mean, I wore them a lot in boot camp, but not on a ship. And on a ship, the decks, the surfaces you walked on were a lot different. And I think I mentioned that in a previous video, video podcast. Wow. Anyway, No, I don't do video. So I don't think most people have ever worn these before. As a matter of fact, I think boondockers at this point were the only kind of boots uh, I had ever worn. I mean, even as a kid, I I didn't have snow boots, which is a whole other different story. And it's not like, you know, went to school uphill both ways with no shoes or anything like that. Just I don't think I ever had snow boots as a kid. It didn't snow a lot either where I was. So it's probably one of the reasons why. But anyway, one of the interesting things on a Coast Guard ship while you're wearing boondockers is being able to go down a ladder. Now, a ladder in the Coast Guard is essentially stairs. They're not fun stairs, and they're not an actual ladder or anything like that, but they are really, really fucking steep. Each step on a Coast Guard ladder was made out of metal, and it felt like um, they're about half the size or half the width of a regular old step. They might have been bigger than your standard, like, you know, two by four. And they had these crazy, like, metal spikes on them. Um, They're supposed to be, like, non-slip. And let me tell you, they hurt like a motherfucker if you skinned your leg on them. And trust me, everyone did at least at one point or another. I mean, I'm sure I banged into it several times. And you did that mostly when um, you're in a hurry you're trying to you're you're trying to get from point A to point B on the ship and you're hauling ass and oh and then when the seas are really bad and the ship is rocking i mean it was going to happen and sometimes when you were in port and trying to go down a ladder when you came back from liberty you know you you just drunk as hell and um you know one little whoopsie i mean you definitely had a bigger chance of falling up the ladder and skinning your shin or your legs or your knee. And you did going down, but going down was no fun either because it blew. Yeah. And that's a whole different story. Most of the times though, as you sort of, uh, got used to the ladders, then you started doing really crazy things. Like you almost find yourself running down the ladder. You, you would, they had these like metal rails on both sides and, uh, it's almost like the movies. Sort of, I'm, I'm sure you've seen some movies where guys were sliding down these ladders. That actually happens. People actually do that. 
And that is so cool. The first time you actually do it, because you, you, you kind of do it and don't think about it. It just, whoosh, you go flying down these ladders and it's badass. Except for sometimes though, you try to slide down the ladder and your hand inadvertently grips a little too tight onto it. And oh, it, it, it's kind of weird because then you like turn sideways at the wrong time. It, it, anyway, okay, it's, it's kind of a mess and I can keep babbling on. But trying to slide down the ladder with your hands uh, in really bad seas is a good way for you to completely lose control and you end up slamming into the bulkhead in front of you or on the side. Um, okay. Anyway, so I'm sorry. So I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but, um, it was, it, it, it's really cool. Trust me on this one. Anyway, so by the, by the time I actually got to where I was going, I, I think I ended up in, uh, what would eventually become the ship's admin office. The admin office is where the storekeepers, the yeoman and the warrant officer in charge of the support personnel hung out. The support group also included the ship's cooks as well, so I don't want to forget them. The overall mission, I believe, of the support group was to basically take care of all the needs of everyone else on the ship. I mean, I think that was their main mission. And there's a whole lot of stuff that they did, I think, that just never got the recognition it deserved. It clearly was not the most glamorous job, uh, but we couldn't have done a damn thing without the support team. So, into the ship's admin office, I went with the BM2 or BM3, whichever one it was. But I kind of feel like it was the BM2. Um, but yeah, this is a long time ago. So he brings me up to one of these shipyard workers, and uh, he was one of those guys wearing a really big, thick-ass jacket. And it looked, it kind of looked like he was wearing it on backwards, but I, that's just some memory I have, and that might be wrong. And he also had on this little weird cap on his head. It looked a little bit more like a do-rag. And he also happened to have on his head a welder's mask. Ding, 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 ding. He was a welder. Go figure. So my job, working with the welder, my job was to sit there and not look at him while he worked. Yeah, okay, I know. That seems pretty easy, but I'm like, okay, so what am I supposed to be doing? And my boss like, see this guy? Yeah, just ignore him. Uh, I'm like, okay, so why am I here? I wasn't there to actually watch this dude. I was there as a fire watch. I'm like, um, okay, so what's going to happen? This dude is going to like spontaneously fucking combust or something? What are you talking about? So, okay, th that wasn't really the idea. It was as this dude was welding, just in case he started a fire. So they sort of pointed me in the direction of um, the fire extinguisher that was sitting on the floor. By the way, I had no fucking idea how to use this fire extinguisher. I didn't, I mean, I assume when you read the direction, like you pull the pin and you point it and, I mean, they sort of told you how to use it in boot camp, but not really. I mean, we didn't actually use one. It was like a demo thing or something. Anyway, they gave me this fire extinguisher that I really didn't know what the fuck I was doing. The boss's mate told me that when this guy is done, I need to hang out for 30 minutes after he's done, just in case a fire spontaneously starts. So the welder got to work and, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to kid you. 
they tell you you're not supposed to look at the actual arc of where the during the welding process because uh, w- without you know welders a welder's mask or goggles uh, because I don't know maybe your eyes will fucking you know combust and blow up or you'll burn your eyes out I, I don't I don't know I mean but of course you know what I did I looked of course I looked but not very long I mean I took like little quick sneak peeks every time I did like you know I when I turned away I would see spots. So, yeah, it was probably not a good idea, but when you're 19-ish or whatever, you're not the brightest thing in the world. But for the, the entire time, I kept taking sneak peeks, and I found myself getting pretty bored. The, so the welder didn't, didn't take all that long, and so I don't know, but he, he, was, he was done welding, and he sort of looked at me, and he said, all right, cool, later, man. And then so the 30-minute post-welding firewatch portion started. The best part about this was I didn't have a watch. I was sitting on an empty five-gallon bucket with a fire extinguisher close by, literally hoping nothing would happen, but wondering how long was I actually going to stay here? I I didn't have a watch. I had no idea what I was going to be doing. I don't remember how long I was there, but eventually one of the bosun's mates came by and told me that I was done and then I can go and do something else. I later met up with the same welder, I think like the next day or, you know, sometime that same week or something like that. And but we are in a totally different part of the ship. I don't remember where in the ship it was. I just remember I saw this guy and, you know, got to fire a watch with him um, more than once. As I had mentioned, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
mentioned before, we were staying at the Navy barracks and I, I, I feel like I remember the Navy barracks were pretty far away from everything else. So unless you had a car, you spent all of your time at the barracks and maybe at the, um, the mess hall getting some food. I remember that the barracks kind of re- resembled a college dorm more or less. They eat all the, the, the rooms had like, you know, two single beds in them, I believe, and a small desk and of course a window. There was really nothing special about these at all. Uh, the walls were like an off-white color, entirely made of cinder block. You kind of feel like you were, were in a prison. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, clearly we didn't have bars on our windows or doors, but um, yeah, our walls were made out of cinder block. I was starting to meet a few of the folks um, from the ship and being a little bit less of a recluse myself. Uh, one of the guys I got to know, his name was Dan. No, it's not his real name, but we're going to call him Dan. Dan was one of the uh, seamen, hee hee hee, seamen, um, who was previously on the Cutter Lipan that was in Key West. And when they decommissioned the, the Lipan, he got transferred to the Thetis. Uh, so he went from a 205-foot ship to a 270-foot ship. This dude was absolutely hysterical. He was a hoot. I remember always sort of not quite getting in trouble with him. We always managed to dodge getting into trouble, but we, uh, the things that we did do, we probably should have gotten into a lot of trouble for. He could sweet talk his way out of anything. He was, he was just a, he was just awesome to hang around. And then there was also this guy named Jackson. Um, so Jackson and Dan were like rarely ever apart. They were always together which is really weird because like Jackson was a little more mellow and tranquilo and um, Dan was a little more hyper, but he was super fun. Both, the, both are pretty cool. I don't know how I ended up in Dan's room. I think maybe Dan and um, Jackson were actually uh, roommates when they were there. Both Dan and, and, and Jackson had been in the Coast Guard longer than me. I mean, clearly everyone had been in the Coast Guard longer than me at this point, except for maybe a few of the brand new uh, boots that joined the ship um, after I did. There was only a few of those. So from my point of view, they knew like a shit ton more than I did because, you know, they were like 20 or 21. Again, I think I was only 19 at this point. I think I was 19. The three of us were in Dan's room, and I I don't know um, if any of you recall what this is, but uh, he had a boombox. Basically, it's a big radio. I, I don't know if they even make those anymore, but he had a big boombox in his room, and it had a dual tape cassette, which was like a big deal back then. Well, not really. It was kind of normal. And, um, and if you don't know what a cassette tape is, um, go talk to your parents. Because, you, you, yeah, go find your parents or your grandparents or something. They, they will tell you what a tape cassette is. Anyway, so um, I, don't, I don't actually I don't know how Dan even got it there because we all hopped on an airplane um, to get to uh Newport, Rhode Island. So maybe he brought on the airplane with him. I, fuck, I don't know. So we were sitting in, 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 in Dan's room and he, Dan had a mixtape. Uh, again, I don't know if anyone actually makes mixtapes anymore. Clearly you don't because you don't see a cassette tape anywhere. Um, but essentially a, a, a mixtape is nothing different than the playlist that you would get on some sort of, you know, you know digital music sort of subscription service thingy or whatever. On Dan's mixed tape, we were like 
jamming out. And I'm pretty sure it was Duran Duran. And, and, you know, okay, look, shut up. You're wondering who the hell Duran Duran is. Again, go ask your parents or something like that. Uh, But believe me, Duran Duran was the shit back in the 80s. Um, Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty sure the song was Rio. So R-I-O or maybe Hungry Like the Wolf. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. If you've not heard of Duran Duran, these names mean, these song titles mean nothing to you. So leave me alone. While we're there sitting there talking trash, Dan pulls out this pouch of chewing tobacco. And for some reason, I felt like it was a flavored chewing tobacco, like apple flavored or something like that. Now, before joining the Coast Guard, I used to work at this mom and pop grocery store in you know the rural part of uh, where I lived. And it was really super common to see like the male customers come in and purchase cigarettes and others, you know, would get some smokeless tobacco, like, you know, uh, chewing tobacco. And but most of the guys bought, bought their uh, tobacco in like small cans. Um, and I, and I think um, it, it, it's called snuff or something like that. Anyway. But Dan had one of the the pouches, not like not like the little the little uh, round cans of tobacco. Now, I had never tried tobacco at this point, whether it is you know a cigarette or chewing tobacco. But you know, Dan like you know offered the pouch to um, to Jackson, and so Jackson took like you know a big pinch of it, and it, it just it there's tobacco. And, you know, and then they, they, they just jammed it in their mouth. The first thing that came to mind was I remember that there used to be a, a bubble gum that came in a pouch too. And I think it would, anyways, it was, it was a bubble gum. I think it was like big league chew or something like that. And they would have these commercials with these actors who were pretending to be baseball players. And they were, you know, taking huge wads of this uh, bubble gum that was shredded up to kind of look like tobacco. And they jam it in the mouth and it looked really cool. I mean, as a kid, I know I had tried that before. But yeah, this was not bubblegum. So, of course, Dan offers me some because, you know, that's what, you know, friends do, shipmates do. So I took a big old chunk and I jammed it in my, in my mouth between my cheek and gum. And like within seconds, my mouth started burning. My head started getting all dizzy. That's okay, because I'm like, yeah, this is great stuff. Of course, I didn't know that um, you're not supposed to swallow the spit. And, well, of course, I'm like, "Mm," swallowing that stuff. And then, you know, my stomach started, like, doing flips and stuff. Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? And so, yeah, my head's head's spinning. I'm starting to feel sick, like seasick, you know. And I'm not even on the damn ship. I'm sitting on somebody's bed. Chewing on apple flavored tobacco. Of course, Rex is like looking all cool, like, hey man, this is badass, man. Yeah. And Dan, of course, he's just chewing away like he'd been doing it all his life. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, they probably saw my face turning green because uh, at some point Dan said, hey man, just make sure you, sp- you spit that stuff in the, in the trash can and don't swallow it. And I'm like, yeah, I know that, you know, no big deal. And of course, I know he knew I was full of shit, but he didn't call me out on it, which I, I really appreciate. Besides all that stuff, I mean, it, it was really cool that you know, I was hanging out with these new dudes and listening to Duran Duran and 
we might've been listening to them for a few minutes, might've been three freaking hours uh, or something like that. But during all this time, you know, um, the tobacco was making me sick. So, I mean, eventually I'd spit that stuff out. Of course, my, my cheek was still burning and I, 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 I don't know, but I can honestly say from that specific day to at least the time of this recording, I have never touched smokeless tobacco again. That stuff was, take that back. So there was one other time, um, but um, that's going to have to wait for a later episode. And I did not knowingly and willingly put chewing tobacco in my mouth. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, like, what? Anyway, one of the things um, about staying in the Navy barracks that I could never get used to, although it seemed like it was always the case no matter where I was in the Coast Guard for the next four years and change was that I always had to share a bathroom with like a few dozen other people. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not into sharing bathrooms. I mean, uh, yeah, the mornings were always the worst. Um, The bathroom or the head as it was called, um, almost all the bathrooms were set up exactly the same way. All the Coast Guard bathrooms that I ever had to use and, 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 and this one Navy bathroom was all, it's all the damn same. So when you walk in, like there's like double doors that go into the bathroom and immediately to your left of the double doors was like a line of like stalls, like toilet stalls. Oh my God. If you got there at the wrong time in the morning or after lunch, the place smelled like a fucking sewer. It was disgusting. I still don't know what these people were eating that made them smell so bad. Like, uh, anyway, so every morning go in, I'm like, holy crap, here we go again. As you pass the stalls on the left, you go towards the back. There's like another sort of room built in within the room. That's where the showers were. And when you go in, fuck man, it's, it's, um, they had like, you know, shower heads you know, like four or five or whatever along, you know, the fa- the walls. When you're taking a shower, there's like some other dude who's probably like 10 feet away from you, maybe a little closer, but in front of you. And so there's one guy like three feet to your left or to your right, depending on uh, which shower. But anyway, crap. I'm sitting there having to take showers basically with complete strangers. Um, this is, this is like my freaking boot camp nightmare all over again. I, I don't want to take showers with other people. I mean, yeah. Anyway, this was just never got used to that. And the boot, boot camp was bad. It was worse than boot camp. Um, and so in, when you eventually get, you know, if you, if you walk out of the shower, so sort of across the way from where the stalls were, there were two rows of sinks. And, you know, so um, there was one sink and then another sink, like, right on the opposite side of it. And there might've been like four or five of those. I don't remember. And they had mirrors in front. So they were separated by mirrors. You know, I, I, I grew up with brothers and sisters, so I wasn't a stranger to sharing a bathroom so much, uh, but these are my family members. But this time I'm sitting there, you know, at one of these sinks brushing my teeth with some dude, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder with me. And sometimes these guys would come right out of the shower the only thing separating me from them was a towel that they had wrapped around their waist or in, and then, you know, he's either shaving his face or he's blowing snot into the sink. 
And these, I'm like 19 and these guys are like in their twenties or late twenties or early thirties. So they're like old, gross ass men to me. And even make the shit worse. These dudes wanted to talk. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to a complete stranger, especially one who's standing there half naked to me. I mean, isn't that something they warn you not to do to stay clear of that shit? You've been listening to Gonzo the Coast Guard Ears Key West, written and produced by Tim Gonzalez, and I'm Nicholas Gonzalez, the voice guy. Join us next week for another episode of Gonzo the Coast Guard Ears. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.